Welcome back to About Last Night. I'm your host, Anna Wiest, an advocate for justice. In the last episode, Francis and I were talking about the missing persons case of Corey Edkin. Two-year-old Corey James Edkin went missing 36 years ago, on October 13, 1986. Investigators have been searching for him ever since. Last week, we told his story as well as several theories regarding his case. Today, we are looking further into Edkin's family. Small-town crimes sometimes go less noticed by the media and, therefore, the public. About Last Night is bringing these cases to the forefront to get the attention that they need and deserve. This season will cover several cases, some old, some new, all of which justice has yet to be served. It's a Sunbury woman who went missing uh, in April of 20. The missing persons case of Corey uh, Edkin. The death of Matthew Hoy. The missing persons case of Tracy Crow. We are covering these cases and more. All small town crimes that we are bringing to the forefront. This is About Last Night, a true crime podcast. Produced by Harv Productions, LLC. <laughs> We left you guys last week talking about Corey Edkin, and, you know, we said that troopers didn't think that he just left his house, but they also didn't think that he was abducted by an outsider, so what did that leave? We're going to explore the family of Corey Edkin a little bit more today, and by the family specifically, I mean Corey Edkin's grandmother, Merle Miller. Merle Miller is the grandmother of Corey Edkin. She is currently behind bars for allegedly poisoning and killing her husband, John Nichols. But this is not the first crime on Miller's rap sheet. Right now, Merle Miller is behind bars. Correct. Okay. She has a trial coming up for the murder of uh, her husband. Uh, she allegedly poisoned him to okay. death over the course of time. And that trial's coming up in January, but we're going to go way back right now to 1988. In 1988, Merle Miller, then Merle Rovenault, was accused of poisoning her first husband, Ronald Rovenault. This information came from an article from the Daily Item in 1988. Okay. Which was not me, by the way. No. You're, you're old, but you're not yeah. that old. Correct. So, an article from the Daily Item for March of 1988. Merle Miller now was then known as Merle Rovenault. This article states that Merle Rovenault allegedly poisoned her husband, Ronald Rovenault, by putting ant killer in his drinks twice in 1986. Ronald Rovenault was diagnosed with acute arsenic poisoning and he also lost the use of his hands, legs, and arms. The poisoning also did damage to his internal organs and nervous system. So, Merle Rovenault was charged with criminal attempt to commit homicide, aggravated assault, reckless endangerment, and simple assault. Now what happened? She was acquitted. She was acquitted of attempted homicide by a Montour County jury. But you know what that makes her? 
Not guilty. I know. I'm just saying that this is history. We got to provide a little history, build a little background. Also, at the time, she was allegedly having an affair with a Milton man. Records show that she had filed for divorce in December of 87, which would have been three months prior to this article saying that she allegedly poisoned Ronald Rovenalt, her husband at the time. Also, according to the article, during the trial, Merle said that her husband was careless with powerful weed killer, and that's how he was poisoned. What do you think? I don't think he would be so careless that it would lead to acute arsenic poisoning. And, and I wouldn't drink it if I was. Right? So. Like, how much, I mean, I'm not a scientist, how much weed killer would you have to take in for it to result in this much damage? I, I mean, I, listen. I would have loved to have been uh, covering that at the time, if, uh, you know, just to be there to hear what the testimony was. But Obviously, I have my opinion on it, but it was enough to convince the jury that she didn't do it. She and her attorney at the time were convincing enough to, conv- to convince the jury that she wasn't guilty. Correct. And then she got out and lived life. And Merle Rovenault was acquitted of the charges surrounding her first husband. We'll be right back. Sholly Insurance Agency is an independent insurance company that has been family owned and operated since 1985. When you enter their branches in Lewisburg and Sealands Grove, you will be welcomed by local agents who understand your needs and want to help you find the right coverage at the best price. Locally based and community oriented, Sholly Insurance will help you protect what you love. Head to sholleyagency.com for more information. Sholly Insurance Agency, we are here to help. Charles Burgess III of Sunbury, Pennsylvania, was killed in 1999 in a hotel room in New Jersey. At the time, he was in a relationship with Debbie Mowry, Merle Miller's daughter and Corey Edkins' mother. According to reports, Burgess was 45 and died after suffering blunt force trauma to the back of his head. Burgess's mother told the Daily Item that Merle Miller told her daughter that she was entitled to half of everything after Burgess's death. Burgess's murder remains an open investigation, but after Merle Miller's recent arrest last year, Burgess's family said they were hopeful for answers in his case. Well, her son-in-law was a victim of murder in New Jersey. He was left Sunbury, uh, was a truck driver, uh, was allegedly found dead in a hotel in New Jersey. Hmm. The plot thickens. So, we move forward. I tried to talk to Merle Miller. Uh, the day she was arrested, we tried to talk to her. And as always, what a lot of people will say, Anna, can you repeat it? What do you think Merle Miller said to me? Fuck you. Correct. <laughs> Very good. We'll switch that up a little bit and you'll be the cursor. So, yes. He made me. That's exactly okay. what was said. <laughs> this week, I'm going to get the text from mom. There are several other charges between the accusations regarding Miller's first husband, Ronald Rovenalt, and her arrest in 2021. We move through time a little bit. Um, 
some more history on Merle Miller. So she has several other arrests and convictions in the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s, many of them consisting of theft, charges, and bad checks. In fact, there were 10 convictions for bad checks from 1977 to 1988. She served time in 1992 for her involvement in a burglary ring in Northumberland County. This is according to an article in the Daily Item. Do you know anything about that? I don't. No? What year was this? Well, she served time in 92, but the article is more recent. The article, that article is from 21 by Eric Shikatano. We'll have to ask him. I'll ask him. Yes. You'll ask him yes. for me. Yes. About the burglary ring that she was involved in in 92. Um, so, while she was serving time in prison for her involvement in this burglary ring, her probation was revoked because of another conviction on charges where she had stolen two rifles from an elderly couple whom she had worked for as an in-home nurse. I mean, it just keeps adding up, and I just, you know, feel like we should get it all out there um, while we're at it. While in prison... She and her then-husband, this would be her second husband, Jack Plotz, um, were charged for allegedly stealing $30,000 from the Milton Eagles Club. Again, just adding more and more onto this. Now, if we go back, as I said before, she had filed for divorce in December of 87 from her hu- her first husband, Ronald Rovenolt. Um, She and Jack Plotz married 11 days after her divorce with Rovenault was settled. So this is the man who she was allegedly having an affair with at the time of all the stuff with Ronald Rovenault. Um, when she was released from prison, I guess, she and Jack Plotz moved into a house that was one house away from Nichols and his girlfriend, Joan Madden. And now, a quick word from our sponsors. The America's Hose Company has been serving Sunbury and the surrounding community since 1893. Today, they respond to emergencies with multiple ambulance crews and a tower within the Sunbury Fire Department. Their social club is a hot spot for many Sunbury locals looking for a relaxed environment and a home-cooked meal after a long day on the job. Their menu offers the classics along with a new special every day at an affordable price for the whole family. Come and enjoy yourself for good food, good drinks, and good friends. John Nichols is the man that would eventually be killed in 2018. Merle Miller is accused of poisoning him. So she and Jack Plotz, her second husband, moved one house away from Nichols and his girlfriend at the time, Joan Madden. The couples, you know, became friends within a couple years, hung out, did things together, and then Jack Plotz died of cancer in December of 2011. And then Joan Madden died unexpectedly in the same month. Merle Miller lost her home due to unpaid mortgage and moved in with Nichols in January. So, a month after her husband, her second husband died, and they married by the end of that year. Less than a year into their marriage, she started allegedly messing with Nichols. Um, So, she took $87,000 out of his bank accounts. 
yeah, and that's a shame. I mean, I know, I know that again, the family, uh, we kind of know some of the family that we talk to on occasion and, and it's just a very sad situation to, to even have to think that, that again, if it's true that this man not only was fleeced, but then had to go through what he went through. It's, but go ahead, go on. She also got sole beneficiary on at least two life insurance policies of his. And from what I read, this was like without his consent, you know, it was fraudulently done. And she had opened loans against these life insurance policies in his name also without his consent. So she's going after this guy. Um, and I think this is on record, you know what I mean? Like, you can see that she did this stuff. And again, can we ask? We can't ask him if he knew about her becoming the sole beneficiary on, on his life insurance policies no, but, because but, he's but, dead but, now. But what we can do is we can sit back and we can, and remember last week when I said, you know, I would bet my, I would go on one of the sites and I would take my money would be on state police or investigators when they're mm-hmm. doing this. Mm-hmm. So they, they, they must have known something was going because a grand jury convened. Mm-hmm. And a grand jury is not an overnight thing, so it mm-hmm. took a lot of time. So the, the findings were, a lot of those findings are in that grand jury report, mm-hmm. which is available online for people to go and read at any given time. But uh, it, it's where the trial is going to get very interesting because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just when you think you're, 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 you're beating the system or you're sneaking away from the system, somebody's watching. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's why I think all the, this kind of history in, in this particular case, in, in Merle Miller, is so important as we look towards the trial in January. Absolutely. I Just mean, providing background for everything. You know, whether she was acquitted on some stuff, whether she was convicted on some stuff, that it's a history. It should, You know what I mean? I agree. It's just, I, I agree. It's all part of it. I don't think any of that will have any bearing on the, on the trial itself. I would imagine that her defense will not, you know, want to bring any of that in, but... But, but I would imagine end. that the prosecutor will want to bring <clears throat> that I'm in. Can, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure it's going to be a very. It's a trying time for the for the families to go through it. You know, you you have you have the family of Merle Miller, who regardless is is you know still has to put up with all of this. Then you have the family of uh, the victim who has to put up with all this, and it's just an ongoing thing. And it seems like it's been a, a very long time. And, and then the ways that it ties into the missing persons case of Corey Edkin, correct. and the way that that family correct. and closure is not a is not a quick. Uh, it's not quick. I should mm-hmm. say it's just mm-hmm. it, it doesn't come very quick. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, they're going to have to go through, uh, you know, take that uh, the the road to hell for a little while longer before they can. Uh, close the door on the uh, one way or another, which you mm-hmm. never really do. Uh, so, it, it, I, I, I am telling you, I've never seen so many just wild and bizarre situations in all my life that are that just seem to be in the central central Susquehanna Valley. It mm-hmm. just, it just, it's a con, it's a circle, and and once you get in this, you know, they're endless, they're mm-hmm. very endless stories. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be really interesting to see where this goes. Uh, coming up in January, and mm-hmm. I'm sure that we're going to bring uh, reports, if not weekly, but maybe every couple of days, just to keep people informed if uh, if they're missing the trial or are missing any stories that are out there or whatever. So I would imagine that that's going to be something that we're going to do for people.
And then, and then again, another very tragic and sad story for the family of, you know, Mr. Nichols. It's just, it's an awful, Mm -hmm. it's awful to go through this and go through the years of, of, you know, stuff that we don't even know about yet. And, and, and now they're going to have to sit through a trial and have to hear horrific things. And Mm -hmm. it's, 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 it's awful. I mean, at the end of the day, it's awful. One Mm -hmm. way or another, it's awful. And we're going to get in, like, that's where we're heading is to this current case. But I just I wanted to preface with all this history about Corey Edkin's grandmother. Because as we talked about last week, Corey Edkin went missing in 1986. She, she had no uh, concern about saying she was Corey Edkin's grandmother either because she posted it on her very own social media many times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So she had no qualms about... And I just wanted to get, give all this history <laughs> because, you know, we're talking about the missing persons case of Corey Edkin from 86... And she had all these arrests and convictions in the 80s and 90s and these bad check convictions and all this stuff going on with her um, and her trial from allegedly poisoning her first husband, which she was acquitted of, but it's all around that time. So it's just, I think, gives a a different perspective to the case of Corey Edkin when you look at this case of his grandmother. We'll be back after this. If you're looking to buy a car and want to work with someone who just gets it, Amber Wren is your girl. Head to Sunbury Motor Company and she will help you pick the perfect Hyundai, Ford, or Kia based on your needs. Find her in the Hyundai building on North 4th Street or call 570-898-9501. When it comes to buying a car, ask for Amber. This girl sells cars. Merle Miller was 76 when she was arrested in May of last year for allegedly defrauding and poisoning her husband at the time, John Nichols. Nichols was 77 when he died in 2018. State troopers have accused Miller of feeding Nichols her heart medication, which led to his ultimate heart failure. So the trial that's coming up in January, um, Merle Miller is accused of killing her husband, Nichols, the third husband. He died on April 14th, 2018. She is accused of killing him with her own heart medication um, after this investigation about, you know, her abuse of his financials. Um, That's the trial that's coming up in January. According to my research... Miller remarried again after Nichols died in 2018 to a fourth husband. It'll definitely be interesting to see what comes of this. Come January, you know, stay tuned to it because it's going to be really interesting. And I'll be interested to see if anything in this case is then tied into the case of Corey Edkin. I believe it will. If anything from this, in this grand jury and whatever, can get pulled into that case. It'll be really interesting to see. Uh, Because I don't think there has been any, like, dead set connections made, you know what I mean, between them thus far. Not that I've seen so far, but... But I think as investigators are really doing this deep dive into her, if for this case, like, maybe they find something... And once trial comes, it's always a whole new ball game. It starts uh-huh. over, and you start learning new details, and mm-hmm. you say, "Oh shit, I didn't know that." You know yeah. what I mean? Or, or "Wow, I didn't expect that." Mm-hmm. And it'll also be interesting to see if Merle Miller testifies. 
Mm-hmm. A lot of times they don't, I mean, they don't have to, mm-hmm. but maybe she will, mm-hmm. which would make for an interesting, certainly, uh, you know, so again, this is, this is why we wanted to do this. And again, anybody out there with, with ties to uh, Miss Miller, give us a call. We'll be more than happy to listen to what you have to say, your thoughts on it, because the public has absolutely. Or the family of Nichols. I mean. Absolutely. Friends or, you know. Absolutely. Uh, the victim. Uh, everybody. Mm-hmm. We'll listen to anybody and, any, and everybody that wants to, you know, uh, say their piece. And, and again, this is one of those things where where these victims have become family to the to the Susquehanna Valley. And, and uh, I hear it. I see it. Uh, I get emails about it. Uh, it's just people, people do, uh, they want closure for these, for the victims mm-hmm. in, in all of cases, course. no matter, no matter what the outcome is, they still want closure for them. So, and I think that's one of the things I like, uh, about covering a lot of these stories down here is that I do see a lot of, uh, empathy towards, uh, people, mm-hmm. you know? So I just think it works. It, it, it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Us as journalists have to understand and listen to both sides of the story, obviously, and we don't know what that other side is yet. But I can tell you the jury has been seated, which I thought was really, really odd just that it's so early. Uh, but in January, we'll be there. And I know you, you're going to come down. You want to sit in and, and listen to a lot of things going on. And I just I just find it uh, over the course of, of many of these stories and things that I've been doing uh, along the way, it's just such a sad thing to, to have to, you know, speak to the families and, and and we don't like I said we don't know what goes on behind closed doors so we don't know what the uh, the build up to any of this was if there was a build up to any of it if it's true and now a quick word from our sponsors at Sunbury Motor Company, the letters SMC mean a lot to us. Those letters stand for a tradition of trust since 1915. SMC stand for selling more cars and satisfying more customers. SMC. It stands for Sunbury Motor Company. And when you need a Ford, Hyundai, or Kia, you have our lowest price promise. Log on to sunburymotors.com to see more choices and save more cash. And then you can say, start my car. I'll take it. SMC. In the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. So, we'll get back to this case in January. Yes. Yeah. With the trial of Mo Miller. And yeah. hopefully then we'll also be able to come back to the case of Corey Etkin if something Absolutely. comes out of the trial. Absolutely. And they, they, these are never ending. So, we're going to be able to, you know. Well, hopefully they are ending. As of now, One day. Yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> right now yes. they're not ending. Yes, you're right. You're right. <laughs> we but hope that we they hope do We hope that there end. is an ending, but as of right now, we'll continuously update Cover people. them yes, as we get as, information. As I know we have so many cases to, to get into, and mm-hmm. we're going to keep adding more on. That, that one that we just spoke about uh, earlier mm-hmm. this week that you didn't know about, so we're going mm-hmm. to start getting into them. Thank you for listening to today's episode. There's a lot more to cover in these cases, We will definitely be returning to the case of Merle Miller during her trial in January. We hope that her trial may also lead to new information in the case of Corey Edkin and Charles Burgess. As always, if you know something or have something you would like to say about these cases, please reach out. You can find our contact information on our website, carveproductionsllc.com. If you like our show and our mission, please leave us a good review and follow us to stay up to date. We'll be back next week.